0: This is Create the Next from Pro CFO Partners, where every week we explore strategies and ideas for financial management and growth to help today's businesses put their financial picture in context.
1: Welcome back to Create the Next. I'm Chris Mintliff with Pro CFO Partners, and I have with me Jeff Franklin from Pro CFO Partners. Jeff, it's good to be with you today. And today we're talking about where to go when the bank says no, which is a great topic and a powerful topic. Let's start with a real basic understanding of why would the bank say no? What kind of uh, what kind of conversation am I having? Where where I'm looking for something? Is it a loan? Is it a, a, a round of investment in some way? And why would they say no? That I'm now uh, stuck.
2: Well, first off, uh, it's great to meet you and great to be here. So uh, I think it's a, a great question. Um, you know, banks can say no for various different reasons. Um, they could be something uh, that they don't like about your industry um, that uh, has tarnished their view and they say to stay clear of it. It could be that the company is um, is, is a new company and doesn't have a very uh, long track record in terms of profitability or uh, performance issues. Um, it could be a slew of those types of reasons. I think sometimes to answer that question, you really, you really need to understand what the company is is all about what they're looking for and what type of assets that they they have that they want to perhaps bank. You know, a, a traditional bank will, will will be happy to offer a um, a, a line of credit or an, uh, an asset-based lending arrangement, uh, but requires some type of assets to support it. So in this day and age right now, especially with COVID and uh the impact on uh, on businesses and the future outlook of some businesses because of the COVID world, banks are reluctant to to lend money without any any uh, asset uh, assets being collateralizing the loan. Is
1: there anything I can do about that? Then at this point, I mean, our topic today is what to do when the bank says no. So I don't want to spend a lot of time examining this. But if if I don't have strong inventory, if I don't have uh, you know some of the things that. Uh, I can't show a lot of profitability, but I know I've got a great idea. Is there anything I can do about that, or is it time to start to turn my attention as quickly as I can once the bank says no?
2: Well, there's there's always a solution for a company. It just depends what the what market you choose to go on. So, so a bank, you know, which is traditional borrowings, would typically be at the lowest rates available. Uh, maybe come with a little bit more. Uh, uh, Covenants in terms of requirements for you know performance-based and collateral, and uh, in the event that the bank says no, uh, you know um, you you can go a different direction in terms of uh, finding funds. You can go to a uh, private investor and pay a little bit more of an interest. You can go to what's referred to as an angel investor, which is pretty much a private investor who maybe a little bit deeper pockets. Okay, wants a larger return. Um, then you go into the world of a mezzanine lender, which are companies that actually lend at a very high rate of interest, you know, perhaps upper teens uh, to get you over. They're, they're more short term solutions because at those rates, it's very difficult to get out of them. And then worst case scenario, you go into the uh, pretty much a like private equity sector where you bring in a private equity firm who will infuse cash look to take stock and equity in your business and they're, they're gonna look to, to kind of revamp your business and flip it in, in three to five years and make make money on the deal so I, I think there are opportunities if the bank says no I think a great question is really that why did the bank say no and um, is it, it you know just because one bank says no doesn't mean there's not not another bank on the, on the next corner that that has a, a different appetite for for some risk it's all about risk reward.
1: And, and you make an interesting point, and I think you're right. And an, an excellent follow up question to why did the bank say no is, and maybe it's even a better first question is why are you seeking funding? As you point out with the mezzanine funding, for instance, if it's if you're an emergency uh, and you just need something short term, maybe some high interest thing you're willing to that's palatable for you, but that certainly isn't a way to run your business. What? What perspectives do you have? Because I imagine that uh, many of the reasons why a bank would say no is why some other outside uh, funding source might also say no. Your 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 books aren't in order. Your reporting isn't there, or you simply don't have the business case where this makes sense. And now you're going to, in order to get that that uh, the money that you need, you are going to have to go to something that's going to be more high risk. What perspective do you have on um, how I should be prepared? Uh, to answer this question of why I need funding, and therefore uh, you should go to this place. I think banks are the safest place, uh, but maybe the most finicky place to get to get some funding. Tell me your thoughts.
2: Yeah, well, well I, I think it's it all goes back to what your business plan is, and um, you know, to to really know what your future needs are, you've got to do projections and forecasts, um, and and and. You know, it's kind of hard to you know no one is no one has a crystal ball on their desk, but but you you want to try try and see what you're trying to get to and where you're trying to go, um, and then um, you know a bank uh, like for instance on a startup company a bank may not really be interested in the startup company because it's too fresh for them. So there's no, there's no historical results. There's no profit stream. So the bank gets a little concerned. It may look like a good deal on paper, but they get a little bit concerned that they're not willing to, to risk their, their money for a company that doesn't have, uh, you know, a lot of history. Um, so I, I, again, it's, it's, it's all about your projections and you, you know, a good CFO would, would, uh, um, take the business model and project out and try and determine um, what kind of growth the company's gonna have, what type of uh, revenue uh, directions it'll go in and, and, and uh, make its cost-cutting uh, you know uh, assumptions and then go out and uh, project its cash needs. And that's where it starts.
1: Do perspectives on some of the alternatives today? Um, I'm thinking about micro-lending, I'm thinking about crowdfunding. Uh, I'm thinking even, you know, there's the, the Kickstarter, uh, you know, Indiegogo type of a thing. And for some, especially, I think, in manufacturing, this can be interesting. Uh, it can almost uh, beta test your product for interest. And it's a maybe some would argue a a, a low threshold for risk on, on getting some of that stuff uh, built or created. But it's not for everybody. Do you have some opinions about, about some of that?
2: i'm not that familiar with the crowdfunding um at the moment i've just actually finished a um for one of my clients uh we started the search in july for some some additional capital and i've actually uh uh tested the you know pretty much the banks the mezzanines the private equity uh factors are another source of uh of, of potential financing. And what I found right now is the, the credit market, uh, everybody has a lot of money to lend. Uh, they're very concerned right now with actually pulling the trigger on some deals because uh, again, they, it all goes back to COVID at the moment in terms of, and, and there's too many companies that are, are distressed and uh, may not come out of it. Um, so I, I, I don't know much about the crowdfunding. I guess it would depend upon the, the actual business itself but I will tell you, the there, there's a market out there for, for companies.
0: Create the Next is brought to you by Pro CFO Partners, who believe every business deserves to work with an expert CFO to guide its success. Pro CFO Partners are expert financial officers networked across industries, verticals, specializations, and situations. Fulfilling the role of a part-time CFO with all-time commitment Pro CFO Partners utilizes the innovative and exclusive FGC financial flywheel as a framework that creates momentum to drive your financial functions for sustainable success. Visit ProCFOPartners.com to explore how we can implement a systematic and scalable financial system to help you achieve your goal. ProCFOPartners.com.
1: You raise an interesting point around timing, which is one of those things that we can't control. You could have you could look as rosy as possible, but if it's if it's a tough time, or as you pointed out early on, if your industry, for instance, restaurants right now, uh, as we as we have this conversation in the in the midst of winter, twenty twenty one, are an example of you know. There's a lot of of organizations that are suffering. There's a lot of companies that are trying to go through. How do I? position myself so that I can stand a, 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 among so many others, but maybe in a in a brighter light or in a in a better color. Uh, when I do need to get some funding, whether from an, invest, uh, an investor or from the bank, what are some things that I could be doing to make sure that I'm putting my best foot forward in these situations?
2: I think you need to keep your books and records up to date. I think you need to surround yourself with some uh, some knowledgeable financial people that will help you. Uh, build a both your current model and your future model in terms of forecasts and spend the time to actually uh, develop uh, some financial forecasts that can be submitted to whether it be a bank or a potential investor uh, that will show uh, there's a a potential for them not only to to get a return of their investment but to make some money on the deal also.
1: Um, Do you find that the, the aspect of not having your books in order, your reporting on point accurate up to date. Is that a consistent chronic issue uh, for business leaders who know that, or they find themselves in a space where they really need some funding, but this is something that, um, that they're lagging in having on point because they haven't sourced it to an expert CFO or they haven't uh, given it the time and attention that they need to. Is that, is that a common issue?
2: Yeah. You know, I, I I, I I smile a little bit. I, I think the, um, you know, my experience with entrepreneurs or small business owners um, is that their concentration is on the sales end of businesses typically. And there's little focus to the back office. In fact, many many would, would probably, if, if questioned, would say the back office is a necessary evil and I don't really get value for it. Um, and they, they shortchange themselves because there's there's a lot of value, uh, strategic value, with the with the right partner in the back office for you. Uh, it's not just uh, uh, somebody who's sitting there with a, a pencil at the desk with their head down. That that you can you can find an accountant who will do that uh, every day of the of the week. But what you need is a a partner who can do that plus and offer all the. Um, Options of, of where the company can go, you know, whether it be, you know, making changes to systems, uh, you know, directional changes, a focus on, you know, um, you know, on, on what their uh, clientele should be. In other words, you may have uh, very poor performing clients. Maybe they're very low margin clients. Maybe they're dragging the rest of the operation down. That's what I think a good financial partner could
0: do for for these people.
1: I think it's a really good point because we can be thinking, just as I mentioned, that well your reporting needs to be on point or you need to have your P and L sorted out. And that that is the job that an accountant, you know, can make happen for you or a bookkeeper can make happen for you. But part of I think a healthy banking relationship and the right partners has a lot to do with that strategic guidance. And as you point out, there can be Parts and uh, functions of the organization that are, if dysfunctional, will never, you'll never be positioned to make the most of that. That's where that strategic guidance, that financial strategy is really key.
2: Yeah, there's also, you know, many people look at the banks as being just a lender. You know, I look at it a little bit differently. I I look at a a bank or a uh, a finance company, Um, they are a financial partner for you and your business. So, you know, dealing with them. Transparency is very important. If you, if you hit a speed bump, there's nothing wrong with going to them. In fact, they would understand it better to work with you. If you, if you explain that you've, you've run into a, a a particular uh, issue at the moment, they would welcome that. Okay. Rather than trying to hide it from them. Hmm. Um, so I think that's very important also, but, um,
1: yeah, this idea of, of, uh, knowing how to conduct that relationship, I think is important too. sometimes non-financial people don't understand how to have a financial relationship, for instance, with a bank. And that's another advantage of having a strategic advisor in there, a partnership, uh, you know, with a, a financial executive who's very comfortable having those conversations is not intimidated or afraid of that kind of transparency.
2: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, it's, it, it's funny. It's, a. Uh, um, some of the business owners believe that the, the banks should be knocking their doors down to lend money and that their company is the best company in the world um, i think they you know, i think that if you took a step back you have to realize that the banks are, are are could could offer a great help to a company even covenants which are sometimes uh, looked upon and frowned upon by business owners are, are actually could be very helpful to to keep a to keep a business owner uh, focused in terms of how his business is running, the covenants are there to 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 put constraints on certain things that the business needs to to do, but at the same time, to to maintain a direction that the the business needs to to go in to make it profitable. It, it's very helpful.
1: Jeff Franklin from Pro CFO Partners with some great insights, I think, on the key. The key aspects of a healthy banking relationship and on where to go when the bank says no. I feel like, as always, we've got so much more we can dive in on this. I hope you'll come back and talk to us another day.
2: I would love to. And I thank you very much for the
1: opportunity. And thank you. Thanks, Jeff. Happy New Year, by the way. Happy New Year. Have a great day.
0: Thanks for listening. And a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. Visit ProCFOPartners.com and learn how we can help you build a framework for financial management and growth.